Welcome to Season 3 of Mindful Habits. I'm your host, Ron Bergen. And our mental well-being has really taken a beating over the last few years, and we're feeling more stressed, anxious, and socially isolated than ever. So the theme for Season 3 is all about the anxious to awesome journey. And in this season of the Mindful Habits podcast, my goal is to equip you with all the tools you need to rise above the stress, anxiety, and worry, and enable you to take back control of your life one mindful habit at a time. And in this episode, we're going to be looking at the 13 sources of awesome. Now let's begin by taking a mindfulness moment. I'd like you to uh, shift your attention for whatever you're doing prior to this. And let's kind of settle into our chair and invite you to begin breathing in through your nose. In. And a calming breath out. And give yourself this gift of this moment of calm as you follow your breath in and out. Relax your shoulders, unclench your jaw, and take a slow breath in and a calming breath out. And do your best to release whatever stress you might be holding. And finally, let's tune into our hearts and take a moment to be grateful during these challenging times and become fully present. Welcome back. So in this episode of the Mindful Habits Podcast, we're going to be talking about the 13 sources of awesome. But before we jump in, I wanted to talk a little bit about my habit tracker. A few weeks back, I released a brand new screen within the habit tracker, the habit lab called The Lab. And inside The Lab, we look at recommended habits. We look at challenges. We have a thing called Hero Score. And each month, we feature a recommended habit as well as a corresponding challenge. Uh, this app is available on iOS, Android, and the web. If you're interested in uh, learning more, head over to thehabitlab.co. So that's T-H-E-H-A-B-I-T-L-A-B.co. Okay, so the 13 sources of awesome. This list comes from Scott Barry Kaufman, and he's the author of Transcend, the New Science of Self-Actualization. Now, you're probably familiar with the work of uh, Abraham Maslow, whose work was, you know, influenced uh, basically the whole world with the hierarchy of needs, right? So this is like Maslow's pyramid. Uh, but you may not know that, that Maslow didn't actually create the hierarchy of needs. Uh, the Maslow's pyramid was, was actually created by a management consultant back in the 60s based on Maslow's work. And uh, this, the pyramid was actually shared, uh, you know, into you know, or with the world early in Maslow's career. But his work continued right up for many years, right up to his death. And in the book Transcend, Scott looks at the entire scope of Maslow's work and shares how how Maslow's view of self-actualization evolved beyond the hierarchy of needs. Now, also inside this book, Scott shares um, his ideas about positive psychology. And so the positive psychology movement is an emerging field. It's only about 25 years old. It's going to really originate in the late 90s. And, you know, traditional, uh, traditionally, psychology had only studied what's wrong with us, right? But not until this recently, when psychologist Martin Sigelman galvanized the field of positive psychology. And really the whole purpose was to generate more scientific research on well-being and what it takes to make life worth living. So this list of the 13 sources of awesome comes from that. 
So let's begin. So the first source of awesome is positive emotions, right? So this means having a higher frequency and intensity of positive moods and emotions, right? Such as contentment, laughter, and joy in one's daily life. Now this one may be seem obvious, but it's extremely critical because we need to overcome our negativity bias. Our brain is wired to notice what's not working. I kind of like the view of, you know, our brain is, uh, when it comes to positive emotions or positive experiences, our brain is like Teflon, right? You know, positive experiences slide right off, but negative experiences stick like Velcro. So it's Teflon versus Velcro. So this is a kind of a key theme that we're going to come back to uh, throughout uh, today's uh, podcast. We got to let the positive experiences stick more than we are today. And just the simple act of slowing down and appreciating what's going on can go a long way toward increasing our well-being. So that's the first one, more positive emotions. So number two is fewer negative emotions. So the flip side, right? So uh, this means having a lower frequency intensity of negative moods and emotions such as sadness, anxiety, fear, angry, uh, and anger in one's daily life. Now, holding on to negative emotions can really play havoc on our overall well-being. Now, I'm not saying you want to banish negative emotions. That's impossible. We're human. Uh, that's impossible to do. I'm also not saying to squash negative emotions because sometimes you know, you, you know, you've got to, you know. I know I had a tendency to uh, really squash and distract myself from negative emotions, and that's just not good for you. So the secret of dealing with negative emotions is to embrace them with self-compassion. You may have heard of the saying, "What you resist persists," and, and if you try to banish or squash negative emotions, they just, they'll just keep persisting. One of the uh, mindfulness tools that I like to play is called the equanimity game. And this is really about improving your recovery rate. So when you get, we are thrown off your game, when you're experiencing a negative emotion, see how quickly you can recover uh, and move back into a calm and centered state. And you kind of make a little game of this and it's, uh, makes it enjoyable of, okay, there's that, there's that negative emotion again. How do I ride through it, ride the wave and use various tools to get back to uh, center. Okay, the third source of ashram is overall life satisfaction. So uh, life satisfaction is basically that subject, you know, that uh, that evaluation that when you look at your life, that you you just yeah, I'm having a, uh, I'm enjoying life. Uh, to me, being satisfied with life means um, less in extrinsic motivation and more intrinsic motivation. So intrinsic is motivations like money, power, inst- you know, Instagram likes. Uh, fame. This will not you bring you true happiness. Like you know, I've you, you you achieve the you achieve the money, and you're if you're if you're not working on some of these other areas, you you just won't have that overall sense of well-being. Uh, however, intrinsic motivators like you know self mastery, purpose, living your values will increase your overall well-being. So uh, if you have to do that pivot, focus more on intrinsic motivations, so that you have overall life satisfaction. Number four is vital. Now, this means having a positive sense of physical health and energy, right? So this brings us back to the fundamentals, eating, moving, sleeping, exercising, all of these positive, healthy habits that are really important to, um, you know, we have this high level of energy. If you're struggling with illness, do the best you can. I've, I've been, you know, I've had all sorts of uh, illnesses over the years and there's a, you know, a couple things in the background that I'm always dealing with. But it wasn't until I got my healthy habits really dialed in that I finally had this vitality in my life and it's absolutely amazing. So I definitely wanna lean into that one. Number five is environmental mastery, right? So this means 
being able to shape your environment to suit your needs and desires, right? To feel in control of your life, you know, not, not overwhelmed by the demands and responsibilities of everyday life. I really lean into this one at work where I do my best to make sure nothing falls through the cracks. You know, I have my, you know, my, my, my routines to make sure my work is nice and, and is under control not getting overwhelmed and sure things happen challenges bump in but it's you know i'm able to adjust and come back so the sense of environmental mastery is in very critical to to move from anxious to awesome number six positive relationships right so this is feeling loved supported and valued by others having warm and trusting interpersonal relationships being loving and generous to others right so that all these, these relationships are critically important uh, so the lesson here, make reconnecting with friends and family a priority, right? So how are you doing that to, you know, you, you don't want to get so absorbed in your work that you forget the relationships in your life. Number seven is self-acceptance, right? So this is having a positive attitude toward yourself, a sense of self-worth, liking and respecting oneself. Uh, once again, our inner critics can really pay havoc on our overall well-being learning how to unhook from our thoughts and realizing that we're not our thoughts. Our thoughts are not reality. They're, it's actually a construct that our mind creates. This is where skills like mindfulness and having a regular meditation practice can really go a long way uh, toward building self-acceptance. Now, one of my personal favorites here is number eight, which is mastery, right? So mastery is a feeling of competence and accomplishing challenging tasks, right? It's that, uh, you know, being effective uh, at accomplishing goals that you've set for yourself. This means taking responsibility for your lives, setting goals aligned with your values and overcoming those inevitable challenges that life will throw your way. Uh, and, you know, that building that sense of personal mastery. Nine is autonomy. So this is that feeling of independence, right? You know, free to make one's own choices, able to resist social pressure. Nobody likes working for a micromanaging boss and all children will eventually rebel against the helicopter parent, right? Um, so you want to look for ways of, of how can you build that sense of autonomy in your life, that feeling, you know, what, where, you know, focus on where you do have control and expand that is very critical for your overall sense of well-being. Another one of my personal favorites is number 10 here, personal growth. Personal growth is about continually seeking development and improvement. It's that journey, like that growth, that learning. You know, I'm, I'm extremely curious. I love to learn new things. And this plays a huge role in my, in my moving toward, uh, toward awesome. 11, engagement in life, right? So this means being absorbed, interested, and involved in one's daily activities, right? To become engaged in life means taking personal responsibility for the life, uh, you know, the type of life that you want to create. Uh, are you, you know, are you letting, letting life just happen? You know, fixated on reality TV shows where other people are doing cool things, right? A key mind shift here is to focus on the gain versus the gap. Most of us only focus on how far we have to go, but it's important also to focus on just how far we've come. Yes, we want to focus on our goals, but we also want to enjoy the journey as we work to achieve them. We've all achieved, you know, very significant goals in our lives. Um, no matter no matter where you're at, like there's been some, something that you've accomplished that you're probably proud of, uh, but within a few short weeks, right, that feeling of accomplishment has faded, right, and we're right back to where we're, we were where we started. Uh, we spend much more time on the journey than the actual achievement. So make sure you're enjoying uh, wherever it is that you're going and what you're doing. Twelve. This really kind of leads to 
purpose and meaning, right? To have a sense you know, that, that what we're doing in life matters, is valuable, it's worth living, right? It's a clear sense of direction, and there, but there's a meaning in that direction, right? And it's connecting to something that's greater than ourselves. Uh, I think the biggest mistake that people make in this area is they're waiting to be inspired. So they're waiting to find their passion. They're, they're, they're waiting to find their purpose. And it doesn't happen that way. You don't wake up one morning and all of a sudden passion and purpose strikes, right? Passion and purpose are nurtured. It starts with curiosity, you know, that, that sense of mastery, learning, leaning in, learning a new skill, getting good at something. Once you master the skill, once you get a sense of that competence, it makes you feel good. And that's what that that's what feeds passion. You become passionate once you're good at something. It's not like most people think, oh, you know, I'm, oh, I'm not good at anything. I'm not passionate about anything, so I'm not going to approach it. It's actually the exact opposite. You got you to do stuff to figure out the good, to get good at it, and then you become passionate. And then it shifts to passion. Sorry, it goes from passion to purpose when you're not only doing it for yourself, but you're adding value to the world through the work that you do. So just remember that formula, going from curiosity, passion to purpose. And finally, we get to number 13, transcendent experiences. So this is about you know this idea of awe, flow, inspiration, and gratitude in life. Take a moment to savor those positive experiences, getting absorbed in your work when you're experiencing flow. So that flow is that idea of, you know, that, that your ability versus your skill are right in that sweet spot. So you can kind of drop into flow states where time just seems to go, go by. You really just kind of engage with life, be inspired to do something really cool and be grateful for what you have. Okay, so the 13 areas of awesome so what's your homework well you got to choose choose some of these things that we just talked about is it you know um, is it you know starting with the basics more positive emotions or maybe fewer negative emotions you know that overall sense of life satisfaction maybe it's relationships maybe it's getting uh, you know personal mastery personal growth engagement in life purpose and meaning transcendent experience whatever that is whatever's kind of you know resonated with you choose one right we can't do them all but we can choose one once you have one design a habit that will enable you to experience more awesome, right? So if it's vitality, maybe it's an exercise or, uh, or a movement habit of some sort. If it's mastery, maybe it's a reading or you know, taking a course. If it's self-acceptance, maybe it's a meditation habit. No, no, no matter where you are on your anxious to awesome journey, there's a way to tailor an activity to increase and move uh, toward overall well-being. Step three, install the habit. Do it daily, right? Uh, track your habits. Habit is a great way to keep yourself accountable by recommitting to the change you want to make each and every day. If you're interested, go to thehabitlab.co and download my habit tracker. If you have any questions that you want me to answer about this show or perhaps cover off in a future episode, head over to my personal website at berrigan.com and submit your question. Make sure to subscribe to the Mindful Habits podcast inside your favorite app. You're not going to want to miss a thing. I want to personally thank you for tuning in and I wish you well on your anxious to awesome journey until next time.